Broadcasting from Denver, Colorado, and speaking with people across the globe, you're listening to the Joyful Living podcast series. I am your host, Greg Gonzalez, founder of Joyful Living LLC, whose mission is to show how conscious connection is the key to lasting and permanent joy. This new season brings a focus to the This Is Me guided vocal journaling program. We have assembled a wide variety of interviews from all corners of the world to share in their experiences of this unique but powerful practice of mindfulness and self-care. Listen as my participants share their personal and heartfelt stories of joy, happiness, love, and peace, as well as discussing the power of journaling. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Joyful Living podcast series. I am your host, Greg, and I am incredibly delighted to be joined by my good friend, Susie, who is going to be uh, giving us a little sampling of the guided vocal journaling program that I am now featuring. Susie, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Greg. It's always a pleasure to see you and hear you. It's a pleasure to see you and hear you too. Um, So Susie is one of my favorite people and I'm just delighted that she's here. But can you give us a little bit of your background? Tell us what you do, where you're from. Tell us about yourself for a sec. Sure. Yeah. So um, I am in Temecula, California, which is Southern California wine country. And my business is Finish the Book Publishing. I consider myself to be the indie publisher for thought leaders. So people who want to write a book about um, a personal journey, something they've come through, or how, how they d- arrived at um, establishing a business or creating a business or whatever major pivot went on in their life. So those are the kinds of books I love. I love to help people write. So full disclosure, I am actually part of Susie's program to learn about publishing from the inside out and her passion to her work, her knowledge, her guidance. Um, we're going to post your uh, link to your website on, on the liner notes page. Cause I really think for my listeners, it's something you need to check out. If you've given any thought about writing a book ever in your life, Susie is like the perfect person to help you through the step-by-step process. So um, I'll be sharing that after we're, we're done here and on the liner notes, just click on the link to, uh, to connect with Susie. So, um, she's wonderful. She's great. So Thank I'm not you. getting paid and to I say so that. I so appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, you know, teaching is one of the things I really love about my business. And, um, when I decided that I would, uh, kind of take it on the road, so to speak, and create, um, a program for people to learn how to, successfully self-publish their books or independently publish their books um, versus working with one-on-one clients, which I do both. Um, It really opened my eyes to the amount of knowledge of mine that I can share with other people. And that brings me a lot of joy. So for those of you who are tuning in because you're curious about this program, one of the awesome parts of this, and I have several people that are doing this, is from the recordings of the sessions that we have through the journaling process, I have actually people who are working on building a book, whether it be a memoir, whether it be turning it into um, something published, something to share. And Susie is one of my key people to guide you through to that next step. So um, if that's something you're at all curious about, interested in, please reach out to myself or Susie. 
will be happy to set up a call to talk about how we collaborate together in bringing your dream of publishing a book to reality. So um, again, yeah. thank you, Susie, for all you I, do. I have to say, I think it was divinely guided that we met each other because what you do is such important work to getting people outside of their heads and to think about using the journaling process to actually create a book if that's their desire. And I think that it's, it's a huge um, a way that people can release their fear around writing by using the, the journaling uh, processes that you use, the vocal journaling. So I wanna explore that a little bit because I know that you, in the course, uh, in the course that you offer and you talk about um, what you're bringing in to book development and this idea that um, whether it be scraps of paper, you do this great sticky note method that um, allows people to kind of take their ideas and download them onto sticky notes to create kind of a storyboard around building their book. But um, because of our connection and because of the work that we are now working and helping people do, can you talk a little bit more about how, and maybe this is your experience with working with other authors, of how they've gone from journaling to true book writing and that it really, it, they do kind of go hand in hand, that it can be as simple as just putting your thoughts down on paper and allowing yourself that space to uh, use that as an outlet, an outlet to let your story or let whatever creative juices and energy inside be a place to put that on that can then be utilized. And now they hand off to you and taking it into a manuscript and publishing. Yeah, that's a, a really good point. I think that when you use a journaling process to unload your thoughts and feelings, it creates a little bit of a template for you to use. Um, yes, it lacks some structure because it's usually just thoughts all over the place sure. and, it, and it, it is kind of random, but it allows you to process feelings and emotions and what's going on in your life or what has gone on in your past to create a foundation for actually writing a book. Um, and so I encourage people to use any type of journaling process, whether it's sticky notes or a journal or whatever that looks like. Um, you know, the old, you know, spiral notebook from high school, it doesn't matter. Just use something to get your feelings and thoughts out so that you can not hold it inside. When you, when you get it onto paper or whether you type it in your computer or whatever, once you release those thoughts, you're not holding on to that. So emotionally, you allow yourself to take the next step. And then once you've, you've unloaded some of that baggage, um, you can go back and read some of the things that you write. And it's pretty um, amazing at what sometimes will come up when we're really not thinking about what we're writing, we're just writing. And the, the, the things that come out are what can be developed into a really, um, a really great book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So part of when I started this program, um, I, 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 ton, I tend to say a lot that it's way too simple. It's too simple a process to have a conversation with someone online, record it, transcribe it, hand you the transcripts back, and be done with it. I think I make it sound way too simplistic in that regard, but I think 
so much of what you're talking about in terms of, while I'm not providing a spiral notebook, I am providing a space for you to use your voice to speak for you and do the writing for you. And that the spiral notebook that we're capturing is, is in your voice going onto these transcripts. And I use the same analogy like you talked about, where it's kind of like putting, I, I use, I say we're putting puzzle pieces together, or at least we're throwing puzzle pieces down and we're just laying them out. Um, there may not be any rhyme or reason to it, but it's your voice and it's your energy and it's your story that you're owning in that moment and sharing that. And we've talked about this before that when someone shows up authentically in that moment to express themselves in connection and conversation, it may not be to the same level if they were to sit and set time to type out their thoughts on paper. Because I think, and you, you probably know this just from working with people, people are so judgmental of themselves. They're so critical. They look at their page, they look at the screen, <laughs> you're pointing at yourself. I do it too. I'm pointing and at I mean, you oh, because, pointing I, because I know how you are. Even like when you were writing your oh, chapter, no. you were totally judging yourself. And I'm like, let it go, it's okay. Oh, there's no doubt. There's you no know, doubt. I, and, I and literally will write. So and, I'm gonna just interrupt that whole thought because there's something really key about what you just said. The process that your brain uses when you're actually typing something and writing something that way is different than the process your brain uses when you're speaking, when you're talking, when you're engaged in a conversation. It's a different fire of energy in your brain. And I think that's really important for people to understand. And this is why I love the program that you do because people are a lot of times they're intimidated or scared about writing their story because they don't feel confident in doing that. They don't feel like, oh, I've never been a good writer or I don't yeah. enjoy the writing process or it's too hard or it's daunting or too time consuming. Whereas your process with the vocal journaling allows people to just have a conversation and uncover those things that are there in the background that we sometimes block, mm -hmm. but it, it allows the person to just speak freely and use that other part of their brain that comes naturally versus the writing part, which doesn't always come naturally. It's a really interesting way of putting it because, because I do, I think of it as conscious journaling mm -hmm. because when you're being probed with, and that's why I think with the questions that I try to bring, I want it to be a thought provoking, personal, impactful question that some of my favorite moments is when I ask a question and you have a long pause and people stop and they look up into the sky and they're like, oh, wow. That to me is when you've switched from unconscious brain to conscious brain. Right. You're now showing up, you're present, you're focused. And I agree with you. I know that from my writing experience with you in our project together, it was hard to switch between one and the other. And I constantly was hitting the delete button, retyping, delete, delete, delete. Um, and, and, and I really think that what hopefully people get out of this program is, yes, it's easy, but it's still hard. You still have to show up. You still have to be vulnerable to speak your truth. And that I think is part of the secret sauce to this is creating that space for people to speak openly and to connect and to feel like they're being listened to and cared for. Because ultimately, the more you feel safe and the more you feel heard and respected and listened to, 
your story just, it just blooms. And I just sit back and just watch you just shine. I mean, it's it, seriously, I, I literally watch people transform in the process of recording. So um, I love how you talked about that conscious mind when it well, comes to it. And I think too, you, you kind of hit on another point that's important too. When we are doing work on ourselves, it is important that you do go to those dark corners and you do uncover the stuff that is hard. Work on yourself, any kind of personal growth is always going to be difficult. If it's not difficult, it means that we're not growing. So whether that means that you're going to decide to journal every day on your deepest, darkest feelings, or whether you do a vocal journaling practice, or whether you make a conscious shift in your life, that work is difficult. It's, it's not going to be easy, but true growth is never easy. So right. if you're willing to do the work, then what comes out the other side is pretty darned amazing. It's funny how today has been an ongoing energy of growth doesn't happen. Gr growth only happens through difficult situations, through challenge, through vulnerability, through um, those periods that scare us. And that, that's been coming up a lot today. So well, it's the universe is talking. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> it's coming up for a lot of reasons. Um, number one, I do follow astrology and what happens mm -hmm. with our planetary shifts. It does affect us as energy on this planet. The other thing is that we are all coming through what we hope to be soon, the end of this pandemic. And this has caused us to go inside and to have those internal shifts and to really think about what is my purpose on this planet? Who am I serving? What, what, am, what parts of my life am I not happy with? What changes do I want to make? This year is going to be a pivotal moment in all of our lives, not just for what's happening um, globally, the pandemic, uh, racism, um, political, uh, you name it. The entire universe as we know it is changing. Our globe, our world, the way we do things is completely changing. So. Yes, it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be easy. But if you dive headlong into those personal growth changes and do things like the vocal journaling or even, you know, drafting out the first, you know, version of your book or whatever right. that might be, um, you're going to come into next year feeling a whole lot better. It's the people that are resisting this change and resisting personal growth that are going to struggle with it a lot more. I agree. I agree. Um, well, I would love to, because you are such an energetic spiritual beacon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's it's kind of reminds me of like a lighthouse on my head or something. <laughs> you got like the, it's, the, it's a glowing pineapple is what it is. For those of you that is, don't yes. know, the pineapple is my logo. And so people she, call me the pineapple is, lady. So she is all about the pineapple. Glowing so, pineapple on my head. We are going to tap into that amazing energy of yours. And let's do a little bit of a sample question. So today we're not going to do a specific theme, but we're just going to do some lightning round questions to let's just learn about you a little bit more. What do you okay. say? Let's do okay. it. So in prepping for this call, this question came up and I had to smile because I just thought this, this is Susie. This is appropriate for Susie. <laughs> What gives you cheap thrills? What gives me cheap thrills? 
Um, I would have to say reading a really good book that just like gives me an aha moment. Mm -hmm. um, a bubble bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, going for a walk like in my neighborhood and just looking at the blooming flowers and listening to, um, I happen to love Dua Lipa, um, listening to Dua Lipa on my, my earbuds and just kind of jamming out to it and just being in the space of loving life, um, meditating on the beach. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to say, there's a canyon that I take going to my mom's house. And there's nothing that makes me feel more alive than when I am probably driving a little too fast, but go, driving through this canyon and there's nobody else on the road. And it's beautiful. And the oak trees are on the side of the road. And it's just, I'm just navigating my car perfectly and going around the curves and music blasting, windows down, just getting a complete sense of life. It's awesome. That's a great cheap thrill. It is. It only costs me a little bit of gas. A little bit of gas. <laughs> and on the other side is my mom. So that's always <laughs> <laughs> What makes you unique? Um, I think my weirdness, really. Um, I, you know, people tell me this all the time. They say, oh my gosh, you're so passionate about what you do. And I say, yeah, I just totally geek out on, on like publishing stuff that people don't even realize is a thing. And um, I think when I talk about books and, and where this industry is going and things that people do that are mistakes and things that people do really, really well, um, it just, it evokes that passion in me. Um, I've always had it for books. I was reading before I went into kindergarten. So I have always been an avid reader. Um, and I think that's just kind of the thing that you know, people see that in me is that I have this weirdness of loving books and loving astrology and watching tarot readings and all kinds of like crazy different stuff. Um, but that's, that's part of who makes up who I am. Um, mm -hmm. You know, being, working in radio, uh, working in corporate America, um, being an actor, all those things are just, it's kind of what makes up the whole weird package of who I am. And we love it. <laughs> Thank you. I love this question. What risk would you take if you knew you wouldn't fail? Hmm. What risk would I take if I knew I wouldn't fail? I think I would, I would do a TED Talk. I would just get on that stage because I don't have a fear of being on stage um, and do a TED talk about anything, like literally have somebody throw me a question and do a TED talk on just whatever question they have. There's something about when you have a conversation with somebody, whether it's a big audience or a small audience, that, um, that the improv piece of it is really exciting to me. I did a lot of improv and we talked about this before, but we you know when I was working in radio, I would co-host a portion of the morning show. And one of the things that was just so much fun to me was having those conversations that just kind of were out of the blue. 
They came from nowhere. There was a lot of, you know, underlying dirty jokes, that kind of thing. It was just fun, but everybody had a great time. And we walked away from it saying, wow, that was an awesome segment. And everybody felt completely alive and, and like, wow. And I would get back to my desk and my phone would be blowing up with text messages from people who said, oh my gosh, that was so great. Or can't believe you went there. Um, and there were a couple times I thought that the news director was going to pull me off the air, but, um, the little red lights flashing on the, on the console. Exactly. It's like, Oh crap. Big brother's calling. Just, just getting up and doing me and, um, and seeing who decides that they want to follow me. Hmm. You definitely need to do a Ted talk. I would love to. I would love to. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about inspiration. Um, can you think off the top of your head of three people who inspire you the most? And it could be people you know, it could be famous people, living, not living. And when you name them, can you tell me a quality about them that is you find inspiring? Yeah. Um, I would say first would be my mom because my mom inspires me because she has faith in all things and, and faith in um, her spirituality and her, her, her religion. Um, and she's also just, she's always had this feeling of everything's working out for me, you know, which I love. I love that saying everything is always working out for me. And, and she, she just embodies that. Um, when you read her chapter in the book, you will understand exactly what I mean by that. Um, <clears throat> I think the next person I would say was an inspiration to me and she's no longer living, but was my ballet teacher, um, Shirley Ray. She had the Silverado Ballet School and I started dancing when I was seven. I danced until I was uh, early 20s. Um, I'd only gone like part-time by then because I wasn't doing it full-time, but I got to travel to Japan with the ballet troupe. I got to um, learn about dedication, practice. Um, practice makes perfect, even though we're not perfect. Um, just, it really instilled in me the um, idea of I can do better. So it was just huge, huge um, impact in my life. And I would say the third person is Julia Child, no longer with us. But I have a love of cooking. I actually, um, in my undergrad, I went through um, six months of culinary school. And um, it was amazing at how she took her love of food and what she embodied about life and just and turned it into this thriving business and the TV show and books and and a huge following. I mean, she's just an amazing icon. And I think, uh, I think that she set the tone for a lot of people in family life about having a sit down family meal and the traditional family dinner and those types of things. And so um, she's just an inspiration because she traveled all over the world and she cooked for all kinds of different people and, and she found something she loved and she made a huge, huge business out of it. So, mm -hmm. um, and I love her voice. I've been known to imitate her before. <laughs> I won't do it today though. <laughs> okay. I know you too well. 
you know me too well, and I'm going to insist that you do a Julia Child impersonation. Oh my gosh, okay. Because you went there. I know, I shouldn't have gone there, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully your audience will like you. You told such so. a, a heartwarming, inspiring story, and then you had to finish it with, oh, and I do a good impersonation of it. But well, I'm not going to do it right now. It's funny, people still will say, I, your, your impression's hilarious. So um, here's Julia. And we must take the chicken and rub it completely with the butter before you do any of this seasoning. Be sure that you take the innards out before the chicken goes in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> you even had, I, I could tell the inflection. That's yeah. really good. That was really good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm impressed. Yay. Oh, <laughs> Oh my God! And, and of course, and she had the whole flat, hand motions too. Yes, I wish the you hand guys motions. could see this. And of course, it always takes me back to the um, the skit on Saturday Night Live. Um, oh yeah, where Dan, Dan Aykroyd he did the imitation of Julie, and I, it was one of my favorites of all time. So, <laughs> so there you have it. There's my impression of Julie. Child. I love it. Thank you for indulging us. That was You're fantastic. <laughs> A little bonus segment for everybody. <laughs> All right, we're going to get a little deep here. When people look into your eyes, what do you hope they see? I hope they see uh, love for all people, um, passion about what I do and how I help other people, service to the world, um, and just joy. That's what I see. Yay! This book, or this, this, this question, I just gave it away, is very appropriate to you, but what book have you read multiple times and why? Why do you keep going back to it? Oh, this is a good one. In fact, I'm in the middle of reading it right now. Um, I have probably four books um, on my nightstand that are, um, I read a little bit from several books every night. This book is, is really key because... Um, you can go back to it again and again, and you always learn something different about yourself. Um, it's called Journey to the Heart, and it's by Melody Beattie. And oh, you've told me about this before. That's a good one. That totally reminds. Yeah, I've written that down, but I'm gonna write and it again. She, yeah, she has a little story for every day of the year, so you can. And sometimes I might not read it for a couple of days, and then I've got like three to read. But they're super short little chapters, but when you read those and it, it really follows her journey. She does the, like a big road trip around the, around the, the Western part of the US. And um, she really talks about the things in nature that made her think about what was going on inside um, and about her spiritual journey. So I really love it. There's several places noted in the book that I absolutely would love to go see. Um, Utah and New Mexico and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's kind of a travelogue, but really it's about spirituality and finding yourself. So love it. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a couple more. What activities make you lose track of time? Um, meditation. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> lose whole sense of where I am. Um, 
like watching movies, stuff like that. Um, and you know, I, I used to do when I lived in Colorado, I actually used to go kayaking with a friend and I would lose complete track of time, day, whatever it was. I loved it. One of, one of my favorite moments was, um, we had gone camping and we went out on the kayaks early the next morning and took our big mugs of coffee and went out to the kayaks and we each took a journal book and we were literally floating around on the kayaks and it was super quiet and I could hear the waterfall from the water and I could see birds and ducks and all kinds of nature around and I was in the middle of this lake and there's nobody around just me and my friend who was on the other side of the lake um, but it gave me the opportunity to just sit there and float and journal and drink my coffee and be at one with nature it was just beautiful love it <sighs> okay last question and it's actually a question for you to ask mm. what question what question would you like to ask the universe oh I ask the universe questions all the time, so <laughs> that's almost not fair. <laughs> um, I would like to ask the universe. Um, can't be a yes or no question. That's too easy. I think I would like the universe to tell me I guess it's more of a request than a question it's a request to say show me a sign if I'm on the right track with me writing my book so yeah my and the reason I say that is because my book is really about um, my marriage and the end of my marriage. And I feel that that book can be a great help to a lot of people who were in a similar situation to what I was in, but it's been on hold for like a year. And so I was kind of like, Oh, do I finish this? Do I not finish this? You know, that's kind of the question. So the universe, if you would please send me a sign if I'm supposed to finish this book. Ooh. That's it. That's it. Yep. That's it. I know, kind of. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a bonus question in here just because <laughs> I know you and I'm just curious. Although I think I probably I just figured out the answer. Well, let's see if I answer it the same way. What song makes you just dance uncontrollably? Oh, uh, there's so many. So many. Um like just as soon as you hear it, like you have to move. First oh, thing that comes into your head. It would probably be, be one of Dua Lipa's. Um, I, that's what I was going to say. It has like to be Dua Lipa's. Illuminate right now is a great song. If you've never heard of it. Illuminate. Oh, no. um, and there's also Levitate. There's a whole bunch on her new album that are just fantastic. You just have to move to them. Um, but I would say one that makes me just really feel like, oh, is my song 
is The Mystic by Van Morrison. Ultimately my favorite song. And Ooh. I have a lot of favorite songs, but that one is like the one. Uh, it's, I actually, it's called Into the Mystic, I believe. So okay. um, yeah, Into the Mystic by Van Morrison. So with that one, you feel more of like just an energetic shift yeah. when you hear that? I, like, I feel like I'm one with the universe when I hear that song. It's yeah. just, yeah. But like to get me moving, it's gotta be something like Dua Lipa or even like 80s hair bands. I kind of like White, White Snake. That's one of my old favorites. <laughs> I know. Here I go again on my own. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and I've been known to break out in song just at random times, so. And Julia Childs, for that matter. Julia yeah. Childs, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the answer, answer right there to all that, what makes you unique, is I'm so weird. <laughs> and I embrace my so weirdness. You. you are so you, and you are so genuine. Oh, and, thank you. Um, I was actually nice thinking, compliment. I was thinking about, you know, things that make you lose track of time. The class that you teach, the behind the scenes writing course, I really think that if you did not have a time limit, you would just, you would just do that continuously. You would just go until you just either got hoarse or people fell asleep because cool. I just feel like you get into flow and energy because you're teaching something that again, you, you talk about geeking yeah. out, but I think it's in the presence of others because you're sharing knowledge you're such a, facil a great facilitator of um, keeping the energy high, but making it relevant to, okay, here's what we're going to accomplish today, keeping everybody on task and being encouraging. And um, so that's where my mind went when I thought about things that um, you could totally lose time, lose track of is just yeah. when you're in that workshop teaching mode. That. Yeah. And, and it even happens when I work with clients. That's why I have to yeah. have scheduled start and stop times. Cause otherwise we could just, I mean, they're some of my friends, we will talk for hours on end because we can, and we can, because we don't have a time limit. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's awesome, but you're a connector. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, so imagine, and I'm doing this kind of after all of our, all the sample interviews, imagine that this entire, well, it, it is recorded, but uh, if I handed you a transcript of all of your answers to the questions that, that I asked, um, seeing your words on pages and just seeing the energy that, uh, that you conveyed through, through your answers coming out, um, would that be something that you feel would be useful that something that um, uh, captures so much of, again, this interview that we're sampling, but something that people could, again, use as either a personal memento, a journaling exercise, or as we've talked about numerous times, taking it and building on it to something bigger and larger to share. Yes, absolutely. Without a doubt. This is such a great tool because it allows people to really, you know, when you get asked questions, you just, it's kind of like, like you said, what's the first thing comes to mind? You know, what's at the top of your mind? Those are the things that are sitting in our, in our, our conscious mind. But sometimes when you read back the transcript, there's things from your subconscious mind that come up. It's one of the reasons why I love subconscious uh, journaling is to just like let the pen flow, like mm -hmm. and not really think about anything. Um, because it's the stuff that comes up there that I think is fascinating. And I think when people realize that about themselves and, and stop trying to 
sugarcoat it or make it what it's not or whatever. Um, and they embrace their weirdness and embrace who they are. That's the stuff that comes out that's really, really good. So I think, yeah, um, for people to have that as an opportunity to actually see the written word and read the transcript after they've been through an experience like this, it's awesome because, yeah. you know, I can't remember what we talked about five minutes ago, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Except for maybe Julia Child, but, um, <laughs> but when you go back and you read that, the other cool thing about it is it allows you to relive that moment yeah. and go back and say, oh my gosh, that was so great. And, and what a fun experience. And so, yeah, I think it's, I think it's really good. I think it's important work. And I think, I think that you have actually launched yourself into a whole nother way that people can look at how to write their stories or how to write their book um, without getting stuck in that, that mental, oh, I have to write an outline or I'm, I'm not good at writing or whatever is coming up for them. This is a way around this. It's a, it's a pivot. It's, a, it's, a, it's overcoming a roadblock that has been there probably for so many people for so many years. And I'm like, yeah. you don't have to have that as a roadblock. Do this instead because this will now give you the path that you need to truly look at yourself and figure out, you know, A, what are the things that I obviously need to work on in my life? Or B, yeah, I do think I want to write a book. I have a story to tell. I just don't know how to tell it. So, yeah. And one thing that I'll just kind of finish with is I'm not trying to eliminate the art of writing because I think that if anything, it's, it's a skill that I would love to cultivate and grow more comfortable into. I like to think of this as, as a writing accelerator mm. because it, yeah. it allows you to create more or less kind of a foundation of owning your story and speaking it that allows you to capture it in an authentic way that you can then build from and add more detail, add more color and create the, the fullness of your story into a manuscript that then goes to that next stage of a novel, of a book, a memoir, something that can be shared with others. So um, I'm definitely not trying to uh, say to people, oh, you know, just skip the writing part. If, if you're naturally gifted and can express yourself writing, I mean, people have been doing it for thousands of years, have at it. Yeah. I think that for some people though, it's, I, th I think it's so much of what you're talking about is, is owning your story, showing up, allowing the ease of connection and conversation to let it come out. Um, but then once you've got it to sit and reflect and to um, let that be more or less like a testament and a monument to where you are at that period in your life and say, is this something I wanna explore? Is this something I want to investigate more? Um, I've had plenty of people who have taken a simple recording and they're now looking at their life completely differently. They're yeah. putting a coaching program together. They're choosing to write a book that they've told themselves for years. They don't have the wherewithal to do. So I like the idea that this accelerates the writing process, but it also accelerates the creative process as well. And just allowing you to speak 
in, um, in your own voice and let, let it do the writing for you. Yeah. So. Sometimes there are stories in our past that are not true. Like we think that's what the truth was and it's really not. And sometimes when you uncover those things, it allows you to be done with it, put it in the past and move forward. And, and for many authors that I've worked with, that was the transformation for them was, was actually, you know, doing the work and putting it on paper and finishing this book so that they could just say, okay, it's now in the past. And I've told my perspective of the story, but now I can move on. And it has empowered people to really open up their lives in many different ways. And so I, I think it's really, it's a, it's a true gift when you can realize that you can start by taking these baby steps, but really, if you want real transformation, doing, doing the work and writing the book, even if it's mostly journal, you know, uh, 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 audio journal or however you want to call that, and then putting that into some method, it, it's, it's amazing what comes out of that process. So, um, yeah, don't be stymied by thinking you have to write it, like, like start somewhere else, do it differently, do yeah. the vocal journaling and, and then see what comes of it. And then you, who knows, you might be inspired to write it. You might be like, okay, that was great. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, everybody's different about, about how they, they process it, but, um, don't think it's not for me. Think it is for me because why not? Ooh. I think that's a great place to finish. Thank you, Susie. I, Thanks, Greg. I am just so, again, I'm biased because I think that what Susie's purpose is in helping people create um, their bestseller and uh, to get them to be a published author is such a gift. Um, I'm learning so much from her, her inspiration, her encouragement in my own writing process has been one that um, I don't think I tell her enough how grateful I am to her. So, uh, <laughs> but, but also I think just, just your wisdom and your knowledge of the process of writing, I think your pearls of wisdom has been just a treasure to have. So thank you. Thank you for, for being here today. And would you mind uh, sharing your website again? I'll have it in the sure. liner notes for people to, to access. But again, I'd, I encourage anyone who's interested in, in publishing a book, uh, the process of that. She is, she's the go-to person. Can you tell them where to find Thank you? Thank you. Yes. It's uh, finishthebookpublishing.com. All one word, super simple. Um, there's two things on my website. You can see like what types of things I offer. Um, you can fill out the contact page if you'd like to do a free 30 minute consultation with me. And um, I also just uh, launched a new little how-to guide for free. So if you sign up for my newsletter, you get the guide for free. So um, yeah, all kinds of fun stuff on there. And there's lots of pineapples on the white website. So, you know, just <laughs> be ready caveat. for it. You be have to like pineapples. It. Yes. You do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, huge gratitude to you, Susie. Thank you for being here today. And uh, for all of you listening, thank you for tuning in uh, to the Joyful Living podcast series. If you have any questions about uh, guided vocal journaling, please reach out to me directly. My link will be on uh, the liner notes as well. Thank you all so much for joining me, Susie. Have a wonderful day and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Greg, so much and sending everybody pineapple love. Pineapple love.
Thank you for listening to Joyful Living, the podcast series. If you like the show and would like to learn more about me and Joyful Living, be sure to check out my website listed on the podcast description page or feel free to leave a review on your podcast distributor. Join me next week as we continue our discussions on living joyfully. Thank you for listening. And as always, choose joy.